That's right, and it's no secret that we love the odd punt here on our show, and every time the golfing majors roll around, we get out the form guide and hopefully tip you all out a winner. So the PGA Championship on the horizon, we thought we'd get a second opinion on our selections and chat with one of the hottest bookies floating around the pool in Costa Rica. It's Angus Hamilton, and he joins us on the line this morning. Morning, morning, Angus. How are you this morning? No, I'm very well. I won't talk about the weather over here. Uh, just, just to say, it's not frozen, but uh, warm and sunny, a <laughs> bit of rain in the air. But uh, yeah, it's always it's always great looking forward to making championships. Yeah, and uh, this one's wide open. Yeah, well, it's not where Izzy is. It's always cold down there in Otatahi Christchurch. But that's another story, mate. I was just talking this morning, and uh, I just want to get your thoughts on this. The first group going out, teeing off in their championships, Justin Thomas, Rory McIlroy, and, of course, we got Colin Murakawa. I want to box him up in a trifecta. What would the odds be if I got that? Well, I think, I mean, to be honest, I think, I mean, there aren't many bookies to offer that sort of thing. And there probably would be quite a lot of interest, particularly in exactors. I think when you pick the first two. Yeah. Uh, or call them, you know, a Quinella or a reverse exactor. But no, I mean, you can multiply, uh, you can multiply the win odds on the first player and pretty much multiply the, the odds out. So it's a big price. I mean, if you took, if you took three 20 to one shots, you're looking at 8,000 to one on the, in the exact order. So to, to get the the box and the tribex, you have to divide it by six. So that's a lot. That's a lot. Uh, it's a lot. I mean, there are you know, McElroy's less than twenty to one. Uh, someone mentioned Thomas mm. earlier. He's he's actually drifted out a lot. He hasn't been in great form recently, even though he's a defending champion. But there probably is a market for that, particularly down there uh, at the TAB. I mean, you you could uh, you could offer exactors, trifectas. Um, uh, you, you almost could pick your own and computerize it. I mean, uh, and, and it would just automatically produce produce the odds. I think there'd be a fair amount of interest because it'd be good fun and obviously big payouts. There'll be a huge payout. We'll talk to Paulie Moati after uh, this call with you, Angus, mate. Appreciate you coming on. It's Izzy here. Look, uh, where does the PGA Championship rank for you among the golfing majors? I know plenty have come out and ranked, you know, the Masters. They've gone straight to the Open with the history. Where does PGA rank for you? Well, I, I mean, it could be blasphemous to say this, but I actually rank the Players' Championship as a better event than the PGA. And I'll explain why. I mean, the thing with the PGA, I've forgotten how many there are now, but there are about 40 or 50 sort of teaching pros. I mean, these are guys who do not play on the, the PGA Tour week in, week out. Obviously, are members of the PGA. And it just weakens the field. Um, I mean, normally you, you've got a field. You've got a field of about 156 around. I, mean, I say about, but around you know that sort of number every week. And really, you could argue 110, 120 of them could actually win it. I mean, look, look, look what happened last year with the Chilean player Pereira, who blew it. Really, mm. I mean, he should have won it. Mito and Thomas mm. came from. Yeah, Mito Pereira. He came from. Thomas came, I think, from six down going to the final round to to get into that playoff. And he, he, I mean, he obviously never expected. I mean, the, the Netflix documentary sort of highlights that event, which is worthwhile watching, by the way. But the PGA Championship has always been prone to, to, to find an upset. So I think this could be the 20th anniversary of when Sean McKeel won the PGA Championship. And in my, all my time as a bookie and a punter, that is the biggest upset in the history of golf because the guy, I think, had one top 10 finish going into that championship and he wasn't quoted he generally would have been a thousand to one 
And not only that, oh. his last shot, or his last last uh, iron shot, was one of the best shots you'd ever see in a major championship. He he hit, he, he, <laughs> he sort of stone dead, and a tap in uh, to, for an extra birdie at the last. And it, this is the thing about the PGA Championship. I mean, it is hard when you're looking for outsiders to find the right ones. Uh, but I couldn't be backing people at less than ten to one, for example. I mean, shot Scotty Schaefer, for for example, is coming off a, a, a you know a, a top five uh, performance last week but in a field he should have should have really won i mean he was the four dollar favorite uh for that event which is incredibly short and john rum's another one i mean he was very impressive augusta but he, he got beaten by tony for now in mexico a few weeks ago so it, it, it is tricky to pick the winner of the pga but it's clearly the fourth best major and there's no what doubt about, about colin what about colin morikawa where does he sit well, look, he's a solid player. I mean, look, the, the thing about, you know, Colin, I mean, he's he has shown that he's got bottle. But uh, he's a fair price to win this week. Um, but, but you know, when he's been in contention, I mean, at his age to win two majors is impressive, including obviously a, an Open or a British Open. Uh, and, it, and it, you know, you've got, to have, you've got to have the right character to win that. But, I mean, it's, it, is, it is one of these things that's so wide open. A lot of people are going for Tony for now. I mean, he's, he's got to put up a really good performance. Hasn't really put up a really good performance in a major yet. And he's, he's only around the 20 to 1 mark. So, Jason Day obviously bounced back to form last week, but he hadn't won in five years. So, you know, you can go through them all and there's, there's a fault. I mean, Rory McIlroy had a pretty quiet spell before he took a break. Didn't play well at Augusta, as we know, missed the cut. But this is his home course. So, I mean, I think a lot of people will be backing Rory, particularly since he's not favourite. He's, 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 you know, in the 12, 14 to 1 range. I think there'd be a lot. You know, you remember Matthew Fitzpatrick winning the US Open on the course where he had won the US Amateur Championship course knowledge does seem to count for something but uh mm. yeah it's one to not really get too carried away in i think you know sander shoffler he's another one he's been knocking on the door out of the favorites he's probably the one i'd probably go with um and obviously we've seen dustin johnson back bounce back to form in the live tournament last week it, it's just wide open the reason is he asked you that is because he's loaded up on Mori Kaur. He thinks it's coming in. Um, Angus, I've so, got a multi gun. <laughs> I need him to win. <laughs> um, but uh, what I wanted to ask you was: uh, we saw um, at the at the Masters at Augusta, uh, you know, the likes of Brooks Kepka and a couple of those live guys be in contention at the end of the third round and then fall away in the fourth round. Do you think that is linked to the fact they're playing on the Live Tour and they're only playing three rounds now? And would you be uh, looking around at bookies and expecting to see a uh, leader at the third uh, end of the third round option? Well, you could say yes or no because you've got to look at Phil Mickelson, who, who let's be honest, is underperformed on Live and he's produced one of the performances, of the, quite frankly, of the last few years in the Masters. I mean, staggering <laughs> final round. Um, and uh, for a guy who hadn't played well, but obviously a couple of years ago in this tournament, he, he broke the record and became the, the oldest ever major winner. Uh, and you, know, you couldn't write the guy off. It's, it's staggering. I mean, uh, he, he's probably, you know, I mean, there are going to be other players coming through who play, keep themselves in incredible shape who might have a crack at his record. But his performance at Augusta was amazing. So I, I don't know. You see, Brooks Kupko, I think, was suffering from a lack of confidence. I don't really put it back to the live. Uh, his live uh, his time on the live tour because I mean it's quite interesting again I revert back to those Netflix films I think they're very interesting because they mm -hmm. followed him around and you could tell that God he, he this he, you know the man that we'd seen a few years ago who was absolutely ruthless uh, when he was leading or close to the lead 
and winning all those majors. And suddenly he lost his confidence. And the way, mm. you know, a lot of people were doubting whether he could pull it off in the Masters. I wasn't really thinking he'd run out of stamina. I just think, thought his bottle might be tested. And, and John Rahm is not short on confidence. I mean, so I don't think I'd buy the, the three-round thing. I mean, quite a lot of people on the Live Tour aren't in great form. I mean, once, you know, we've got to accept they went after and poached people coming to the end of their careers. It's a good payday, but there's still big names in the sport who people are going, we're happy to go and pay and watch, particularly on a, at a course like Adelaide, where there's great atmosphere, and even last week as well. So I don't go for that. I, I think that uh, you just got to, you know, say there's still the younger ones on, on the live tour are still pretty fit and it's not really the final round that's going to find them out well I don't know if you know Angus but we actually tipped out last year Justin Thomas to win the uh, PGA and hopefully the Netflix you did too the Netflix directors are listening now because we're going to tip another one out here I've gone and done my form and you haven't even mentioned him in all you in your tips here Patrick Cantlay. what are your thoughts well, no, he's definitely, I mean, look, he's, he, he's definitely one of the, <laughs> if you had to rank the players in chance, I mean, you'd have to say Rahm and Schaeffer are at the top of the market. Rory, Rory's definitely in third position. And then you'd have to say the likes of Schaeffer, Cantlay uh, are the next two. Um, and there are quite a lot of people, I'm not being funny, I mean, you go to some websites, they're tipping up Patrick Cantlay. I couldn't put people off. Uh, I mean, it's, it's not an earth-shattering price. But, you know, he, he's a form golfer. So you've you got to look at that. The same way Tony Fanau. It wouldn't surprise me if Tony Fanau won this. Uh, he, he's, it's a sort of minor. Quite often, golfers who struggle to make a major breakthrough win the PGA. I remember all those years ago, mm. the late Payne Stewart winning the PGA. He came with a, an amazing final round. Uh, Justin Thomas is an example. And, they, and they, they, you know, they ended up winning two of them. I mean, it, it is a tournament which doesn't have the pressure. It doesn't have the pressure of being your Open Championship of Europe or the world like the Open is and the US Open or the Masters. So when you go down that final straight, I just don't think it gets to players in the same way unless they're really inexperienced like we saw last year. Yeah, you don't take driver on the final hole, Mito Pereira. Just lay up. Don't worry, I would have done the same thing. And just on Brooks Kepka, I, I backed him. I backed him the last time he won the PGA, and Dustin Johnson was chomping at his heels and nearly got him in the end, but he got there. So it was interesting that um, that Netflix, do you think that's come back to, to bite him in the backside with how much he really shared? Um, I was very taken back when he was sharing like he just had no confidence he was standing over parts and he said he couldn't make it like this is someone that's won plenty in such a short amount of time and he shared so much yeah i mean it was remarkable i agree and it, it made the series worth watching uh, and yeah, and i think good. that uh, that's why that's why i was quite shocked to see him leading you know going into well <laughs> i mean at one point i think he had a four shot lead didn't he and, and a four or five shot lead and then and then the pressure suddenly got to him because of lack of confidence. But you're right. I mean, what he showed on that show, he actually came through in the end. But, you know, on the other hand, he, he still had a strong finish. He did actually bounce back. He did look like he could shoot 80 for a moment there. And he did bounce back on the final four or five holes. And and, uh, and I think you, you could never write him off. But he's not the, he's not the sort of killing killer that he was four or five years ago. And I think that's a big difference. Um, with, with some of these guys. And uh, yeah, you've got to say the live tour, the one thing it has taken away is that the sharpness mm -hmm. that they, you know, they'd be happy really to have one really good finish every year on that tour because that's enough. Uh, and, and, and I think that probably has taken away a bit of the hunger, which, which you certainly need on, on, in major championships.
Yeah, beautiful. The LRV, the lived conversation. There's two events down here I think they're looking at next year in Australia. And from what I saw, it looks a bit like me heading over there and having a wee good boogie down there on the fairways. But, um, mate, Angus, we appreciate you coming on the show. Just give us your pick. Who takes it out before we let you go? Well, I, I think I'll go with I think I'll go with Sandra Shuffley. I think he's been knocking on the door. Uh, he's a very solid golfer. I don't think you know is he is he enormous value? No, but he's he's got the he does seem to have the bottle. He's been a bit unlucky, really. He was beaten by some exceptional play in, in recent majors. So I'm going to pick him this time round. As I said, I think the top two are short enough, uh, and uh, Tony for now would probably be my next pick. Um, but uh, I, I probably have to stop it too. Some of these, some of these tipping websites tip six players. I mean, you, you know, when you tip half the field, you've got to feel you're gonna, your strike rate's going to be pretty high. <laughs> you got a good chance. Go, Colin Morikawa. That's all I heard coming out of your uh, mouth. Here. <laughs> Angus, appreciate it, mate. Thank you so much for joining us, sharing all your insights on the PGA. Uh, appreciate it. All the best in Costa Rica. I bet it's horrible over there. Enjoy. It, it, ghastly weather all the best <laughs> <laughs> thank you